Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella and Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Hey, friends, and welcome to this episode of Self Made. It's somewhat of a continuation from the last one, which was all about the mantras, in which I promised you we would do a full episode on. The mantra that I believe is my favorite, it's probably my personality, it's how I live my life, it's what I believe in, I think it's the key to happiness. I know that's kind of heavy, now you're all like, ooh, you better deliver on that one. I want to know what that is. (laughs) And it is also the one that is so hard to do because it's actually against our nature. Want to know what it is? You do you. Sounds great, right? You do you has this very liberating, like, hey, go do what you want. Live your life. Be free. Be you. Be awesome. Right? It sounds so like, yes, I could do whatever I want. And we all want to live in a place of passion and openness and truth and really be who we came to be and we're uniquely called to be on this planet. And yet it is one of the hardest things to do for anybody all the time. If you don't believe me, let me ask you this question. How many times today have you thought about what you're wearing or what you said or your actions and thought in your head, oh, I wonder if that person judged me or what did they think of me or had some worry thought around somebody else judging you and then taking away some level of respect or value or maybe even love because you're worried that what you're doing, they're judging. Well, you know, we're normal humans and humans are pack animals and pack animals survive because of the togetherness of the pack. So none of us want to be cast out and Therefore, this, this, there's this, you, this natural instinct to want to conform. And frankly, conformity is a really good idea in lots of situations. And I, nothing against individuality, but let me give you a couple examples. And when I first discovered this, <laughs> when it really just smacked me in the face, how much I love living in an organized society that conforms to a certain set of rules and beliefs. Uh, my husband and I, when he was graduating from business school, I was ready to leave Wedding Channel. We wanted a little couple free time before we knew we were going to start a family. So we traveled like backpacks around the world, totally exotic, amazing places. And one of the places we went to was Egypt. And we were in this nether region of Cairo. And this could be what was happening in my mind, you know, versus the reality. But let me describe to you what I thought was going on. (laughs) We were driving in this taxi and we're driving on a road and there were no, no lanes. Like there were just tons of traffic. Everyone was going fast and it did not appear that you had to stay in the left lane or the right lane. People were just swerving like crazy. There were animals walking down the middle of the street. There were people crossing the street at any time. And it looked like we were about to hit them. Cars were about to hit us. There were no signs or adherence to signs or traffic lights, even though there were major intersections. And there was like trash burning on the side of the street. And then our car kept breaking down. And then the guy would take a, like a wrench out of his glove compartment and go out and, and like do something under the hood and then close it. And then we'd get back in the car and we, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is chaos. I'm like I actually really like 
organization and conformity. I like that we as a society are all going to agree to drive on one side of the road. I like that there are rules and laws around car safety so that we all know what to expect when you you can't just stop your car in the middle of the street and start fixing it or drive it if it's got that kind of problem. So for public safety, for order, for all those reasons, there's a lot of reasons why we should conform. It's great. But then there's all these reasons that we conform that we should not conform. We should be individuals. These are things where we start out wanting the love and approval of our parents and we want to please them. And so many parents want their children to want what they wanted. And so for out of love and good attention, they want them to play this sport or go to the school or play this instrument. And so as a kid, you don't know necessarily if you love it or you just want them to love you because you love it. So you instantly imprint as a kid, trying to look up to the world around you and your security and your love and saying, how do I make you happy? And what should I do? And what do I like? And then you want to fit in with the crowd of friends. So you take on games and some of them you kind of like, you might be pretending to like. If you like, if you have a crush, you might suddenly like the music they're into. Like these are not things that are unique or to you. It's just what people do. We've all had that struggle of wanting to fit in and therefore having these amorphous likes. (laughs) And so it keeps going. You please teachers, you want to be get into the right school and be valued by societies and you want to please your uh, a boss and you want to, if you have a partner and you get married, you want to make your in-laws happy and then you want to make the community happy. And there's so many people at the ready to put upon you their values, their judgment that of course, no wonder there's this overwhelming amount of voices in your head. And sometimes you hear all of them and you don't even know which one is your own. You don't even know if yours is still talking and actually saying, this is what I like. Not because I made a decision to get this particular degree when I was 20, because trust me, I was making a lot of other dumb decisions at that age too. (laughs) And it's not because I come from this background, this religion, because I'm this race, because I grew up in this area. It is really because I've explored myself, I've looked around the world, and I have this authentic passion. It's not driven by obligation or responsibility. It is just my essence. These are my values. And so when you think about you doing you, the number one thing, I think that it's the shake up, wake up challenge, not to do once, but to do again and again on a regular basis is to question, are you living life in accordance with your values? Are you aligning the way you spend your time to actually live true to those values? Do you have passions? Are they explored? Do you devote time to them? Do you wake up with a list of things that you think you have to do versus things that you want to do? And when was the last time you even asked yourself that question? What are your values? Are you, Who are you trying to impress? And are you on that list? And are you actually, you and the people you love most, at the very top of that list? So the number one essence of you doing you is actually being contemplative and intentional with thinking about the what it is that you do. Number two is the way that you do it. So the value aligned what you're doing, but the way you do it, I mean, think of it this way. Sometimes we get into a job and we look at someone being successful and we think, 
oh, we should go do it this way, or there's trends that start. And actually, my daughter was just telling me about Emma Chamberlain, a blogger. I was watching her, and she's got this personality, and it really worked for her. She was real and raw and authentic in herself on YouTube and got a a big following. And then other bloggers started cropping up, and they were very similar to her in personality because they were, you know, mimicking or looking what's working and doing that. And maybe they as artists will evolve and creators, they will find their own unique voice. But it's, it's also easy to think that the way you've got to do what somebody else accomplished is the way that they did it versus thinking you can bring your own flair, your own style and do it the way that is true to you. You don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to be somebody else. There isn't one type of entrepreneur or business owner. Just because that person did it that way doesn't mean there's not a different way that's more authentic to you. So being open to explore that and going back to the artist example, think about it. Like the people that you think that we admire most are not people who just copied somebody else's work and did a really good job of that. They really pioneered a style. They've got a signature. They've got some element of uniqueness that shows real creation. And the world wants that. They're hungry for it. They're starving for you to be you. And yet we can be so afraid of standing out and risking being made fun of or that we just, our fear can make us conform to somebody else's way. (laughs) This makes me think of a funny story. When I was in high school, I was a cheerleader. Are you super impressed? Okay, before you get impressed, I just want you to know there were six spots, six people tried out. I nailed it. (laughs) So yes, I was a cheerleader. It was not competitive. It was not based on talent. And so we were junior varsity cheerleaders. We went to this junior varsity game and it was our first one. And a friend of mine who was on the squad, one of the other six people, said, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to go out there. You know, we had a little halftime routine to do. And I I, I looked at her and I'm like, oh my God, why would you be embarrassed? I turn around, okay, this is the junior varsity game. There are literally zero people in the stand. There's no one watching. And I laughed, I'm like, why? Because you're afraid to make a fool of yourself in front of all these important people? (laughs) You doing you requires... Did you just kind of get over the fear that other people have nothing better to do than judge you? And frankly, we imagine a full set of bleachers when oftentimes there's like one person you don't even know sitting there or no one. Obviously, I'm taking this to the metaphorical level now, but you know what I mean, right? We will avoid living our values, doing it our way, just being free and getting out there because we're worried about what other people think. And frankly, other people, they're not thinking about you that much. So you got to get over that. Another key element to you doing you is you're accountable for your own actions. You're accountable for your choices, the results of those choices, the risks you take, and you know, doing your own life story, writing it. And that one can actually sound not that great, right? The other ones sound great. Like I get to do things my way. Awesome. Doing things where I'm accountable for my actions, I sometimes it would be easier to be a victim and be like, no, I can't because they're making me do this. They don't believe in me enough to do this. I'm blaming my parents for not believing in me. I'm still like, there's gotta be a statute of limitations on having other people accountable for who you are, your attitudes, and your actions. You can't just blame other people. You doing you means you are ready to step up and recognize that you are in charge of your own life. And that's just essential. You don't get to have the passion and the freedom and the openness of 
doing you better than you've ever done before without all of that. Okay. So those are the three things that I put firmly in that bucket of what you do you needs to mean. And then I'm going to give you kind of my own story about figuring out how to do me by myself. And then I'm going to give you what I learned about what you do you does not get to mean. Okay. And I'm not just talking about driving the wrong way in traffic. There's some other stuff too. So to be an entrepreneur, and maybe you're running a business and it could be a small one. It could be a whatever it is you're doing. You can care about people a lot. In fact, I recommend that you care about people more, but you've got to find a way to care less about what they think about you. And that is very freeing and it allows you to go your own way. Because if you're always looking left or right for other people's approval, other people's opinion of your actions, you better believe you're going to make decisions that have you living somebody else's life. And then you'll wonder one day, you're like, why am I not fulfilled? Why do I look good on paper, but not feel like I'm jumping out of bed in the morning, living my best life? (laughs) And I get pretty philosophical on that one, right? We come from Stardust. We're going to go the way of the dinosaurs. We're on this earth for a, a, a period of time. Why wouldn't you be feeling every single day with love and with passion that's unfiltered, unrestricted, unheld back by other people's opinion of you because you have in your head. And frankly, they don't even really care that much. So what, to be an entrepreneur, right, you have to take a risk and you're doing something that someone hasn't done before or that has a real chance of failure to it. And so if you don't do it, you might think, well, people will think I'm a loser or I'll be, you know, two steps back instead of two steps forward. You know, to start my first business, I dropped out of business school. It was hard to get in. I had student debt. I knew that having a degree from Stanford Business School was a real pedigree. And that's a real certain thing. You know, it would be like a, a, a bird in the hand. Dropping out to start a business when most businesses fail seemed crazy, but to, to other people. And when I went to the Dean, my partner and I, who was also dropping out of school with me to do it, Jenny Lefcourt, we went and told the Dean, Hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, can we come back? And he said, well, if it doesn't work out, you're not the kind of people that we want back. So we knew what we were doing was the path of no return. And that makes like doing you hard and risky and scary. And then I just sat there and had to say to myself, wait a minute, I didn't come here for a piece of paper. I'm really not trying to just get to be successful in somebody else's eyes. Like, why would I go take a second year class on the formation of a new venture instead of going out into the real world and actually forming a new venture? I went there wanting to be an entrepreneur. And so I'm going to have to just go do that rather than trying to get the approval of classmates or professors. And so you got to be a little bit of a lone eagle. That is not a lone wolf. You do care about other people, but a lone eagle is someone who is not afraid to soar high and nest alone. Okay, so that is about you doing you, is freeing yourself of always trying to get approval uh, from other people. And that one, you know, I even after that, this is the thing I want to emphasize. You know, just because someone's a maverick and they make their own choices doesn't mean they don't suffer fear of looking like a loser in front of other people all the time. It's a constant struggle and battle, right? So much of our identity is tied to our our love life status, our marital status, our address, our, you know, all this stuff. And it is 
really just stuff. And there isn't one right way to be, but if it's the way we've been, if it's part of our identity and our name, it can be really hard to try to question that and and change that and worry about the approval we'll lose if we lose that state of being. So when you think about wanting to make a choice, know that it's not normal to just be self-confident all the time. I mean, even after Wedding Channel and I left and I remember just feeling like, okay, now what I'm going to do, I don't want to be this like one trick pony. I want to go do something else. And I almost felt more pressure because I'd had a successful job that the next time around, if I took something that was like less impressive, I would just be disappointing other people. Okay. A, I had to remind myself, other people don't really care that much what I do. <laughs> like no one is sitting there with bated breath waiting for my next move. So why would I suffer that? So I almost took these jobs that I just had no interest in just because I was so afraid of not having clarity of my identity for other people. So know that you doing you involves uncertainty. It involves sitting with struggle and discomfort while you figure it out and find it and you won't be one and done. Life is a journey. And if you're always ready to uncover another phase, more learning, more growing, it's not going to stop. You're going to have to keep questioning and finding and, 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 and really moving on to see what it is that you want to do now, what you want to do next, and what's the truest form of you, the best form of you that you can be. Now, next, I want to wrap up before I give you a you do you challenge with a few things that I have learned that you do you does not mean. Okay. So you do you, it doesn't mean that you get to use authenticity as an excuse for just kind of being an asshole. I remember one time someone said to me, you know, that's just who I am. If I wasn't rubbing people the wrong way sometimes and I just wouldn't be me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's just you immature, but you mature and kind and empathetic is a better version of you. And that's still you. You should be that version of you. <laughs> so you do you doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want, treat other people any way you want and just you know, live that way, you still have to be empathetic and kind. You don't want to create negative externalities for other people. That's an econ term. I'm going to pull out of my past. And I remember when you read this in an econ textbook and start talking about externalities, their classic examples are always noise pollution. Like noise pollution has a negative effect on other people actually impacts people's property values. Like it actually hurts other people. And smoking, secondhand smoke is another perfect one. Like that actually can give somebody else cancer. So you can just do you regardless of how it's impacting other people. Now, obviously smoking and noise is really clear. But when you think about being your best, most authentic self, it's wonderful and kind and expansive to think about how you can be true to yourself, but also lift and nurture and support and love and amplify others. There's plenty of room for you to be you and for you to still be kind and and loving to the other people around you. So the next thing that you do you does not mean is that you get to decide what you're doing is worth to you, but you don't get to decide or be bitter about what it is worth or not worth to other people. (laughs) Otherwise said, pick what you pick 
and live with that choice and embrace it wholeheartedly. And this happens sometimes when people say, well, you know, I want to, I want to do it my way, but I'm so frustrated because I'm not getting results. Well, results happen when you create value for other people. If the result you're looking for is, is money, is momentum, is attraction, or things that involve other people. Now, if you're going to go create art for yourself, awesome. You don't need anybody else. You're not looking to get paid. You're not looking to get approval. But if what you're doing, you're trying to get the market to value, you're not the one that gets to value it. Other people do. And that is absolutely fair and it's real and it's true. So when you pick your profession, don't pick it and then get upset that it's underpaid. Pick it, know what the market rate is and embrace that. Now, I am definitely not talking about gender pay gaps or discrimination or anything like that. I am talking about you know, there's a career path, which is corporate law, and it may have long hours and it may be hard, but it pays well. And then there's another path that's art teacher. And we could all have a philosophical argument that they're both really valuable to society, but everybody knows that one pays more than the other. And when you do you, you've got to know what that is and you've got to be embrace and grateful for that life. I, I see so many people that are, they pick a path, they pick a lifestyle, but then they have this resentment or this bitterness that their choices in their lifestyle aren't giving them all these other things that they want. And that to me is missing that accountability step. So that to me means that if you can do you with accountability and clarity, then you'll avoid that pitfall of making sure that you expect to get value from what you do, but you don't get upset about other people not valuing it in a way that isn't creating value for them. And not being bothered by that choice or less by that choice, but rather really accountable and in control and happy with what it is that you're doing. All right, now I'm going to give you a little challenge. I want you to actually write down what you do you means to you. I just gave you a couple little nuggets, little few points on what you do you means, your values, your way with your accountability, and what you got to get rid of, overseeking approval from others, listening to other people's values about what you should do in life for your profession, for your love, for your activities, whatever else it is, and what you do you should not be, right? Which is if your authenticity is not kind to other people, or you're upset about the value that it's being rewarded with in society. And I want you to write down, just take it a little piece of paper, not if you're driving, not if you're jogging, but at some point in the future, your take action challenge in the next 24 hours is to write down three bullets about how you could be more you. Your values, your way, your accountability. What are the things where you've thought to yourself, you know, I answered this when I was 25, but now I'm 35 and I've changed my mind and now I'm just doing what I'm doing because of inertia, not because I've actually explored what's in my heart and mind. What are you doing because you're afraid of other people judging you versus tapping into happiness in your heart? Do you ever worry or imagine there's a full set of bleachers of people judging you when actually no one's there? <laughs> so whatever that is for you, I want you to confess it to yourself because that is actually the first step of leading a more authentic 
life. And I have to tell you, I would rather be a failed version of myself than a successful version of someone else, right? Because there's actually no real success in that. It's just fake, it's imagined, it's what we think the world wants of us and the world doesn't. In the end of the day, anyone that loves you, they want you to be happy, they really do. And only you can answer how that happens by you doing you. Until then, my friends, I wanna hear what you have to say. Share away what you doing you means to you, hashtag self-made podcast. And if you got something out of this or you think there's somebody else that might need to question what the most authentic version of themselves is, then share this and review it anywhere that you listen to your podcast. I'm so grateful when you do that. I love seeing people sharing this on Instagram and saying they it resonated with them. That just means so much to me. So thank you. And until then, my friends, remember you are self-made. 